Hey, welcome to Whitefields Community Church Sermon Extra. Great to have you with us once again this week. I'm here with Pastor Nick Katie. He's the pastor of Whitefields Community Church here in Longmont, Colorado. And we are in our series called The Spirit-Filled Life. And uh, we're just taking some time to look at what it means. You know, our series before this was called The Risen Life. And, and this series is what is what it means to live in the power of the Spirit. And the power that raised Jesus from the dead is that same power lives in and through us. And so we've taken some, some time since Pentecost just to dive into the things of the Spirit. Who's the Spirit? And, and, and what is available to us in God and uh, to live the spirit-filled life. And we found ourselves back in Romans chapter 8, uh, this time in the first 14 verses, and the title of the message was called Walking in the Spirit. If you missed it, whitefieldschurch.com, you'll find it up there. You can download it. Um, of course, we're also on YouTube and on Facebook. Uh, make sure you subscribe. It'd be great if you subscribe, ring that bell, and, you know, give us a thumbs up. It certainly helps, you know, to get our, you know, put our content up and out there uh, so that people are, when they're asking the questions, you know, about, about God and godliness and, and living the life, you know, living this life and how to live this life, uh, we can provide them with Christ-centered, gospel-centered content and answers to their questions. Of course, all of your favorite streaming platforms, you can find us. If we, we have a podcast up there with this. And again, if you leave a rate and review, five stars is always good. And it, it just helps, uh, you know, give us more exposure out there with this kind of content. But uh, so the Spirit-Filled Life found ourselves in Romans chapter 8 and verse 1 through 14. And so, you know, one of the questions that kind of... Um, comes up when you're talking about uh, this this idea of walking in this spirit is how do you know how do you know that you're walking in the spirit or how do you know that you're being led by the spirit of god yeah it's an important question i mean that's what we read about in romans chapter 8 was about the difference between walking in the flesh versus walking in the spirit and it says there at the end of the section we read in verse 14 of chapter 8 says that uh, well, how, maybe you have it there. It says that those who are sons of God are led by the Spirit. Yeah, those uh, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Right, so a characteristic of being a child of God is that you'll be led by God. Jesus also said this is one of the works of the Holy Spirit. Is he'll lead you into all truth. He'll remind you of things. But we also see this throughout the book of Acts. We see, like in Acts chapter 10, we see that... Um, Peter is led by the Holy Spirit, and Cornelius is led by the Holy Spirit. They meet together. God's doing this thing. We read about Philip, the evangelist, being led by the Spirit out into what seemed like a, a strange thing to do, go out into the middle of the desert and leave this very successful ministry that he had. And then we see, later on, we see, of course, Paul the Apostle being led by the Spirit, um, not to go into Asia or Bithynia, but instead to go to Macedonia, into Europe with the gospel. Later on in the book of Acts, we read that Paul says that he's led by the Holy Spirit to go to Jerusalem, where he knows that bonds await him. He's going to be arrested, and, and he's going to face hard things. And so I, I think that this is something clearly that we see throughout the Bible. Um, we see it in the Old Testament, too, walking with God. We see it in the New Testament, walking with now the indwelling spirit. It's pretty important. Um, but on the other hand, I think it's something that, like we could say, has the potential to be abused. And I think that I know for certain that I've seen it abused. I know that you've told me stories of when you have. And how is it abused? Basically, it's when people come around with this idea that they try to essentially justify any action that they want to do by saying, 
rather, you know, some people, the famous thing is say, oh, the devil made me do it. Well, sometimes Christians go on the other route and they say the Holy Spirit made me do it. Right. Oh, not my fault. Basically, it, it's been it's abused when it's used as a carte blanche. Right. So basically, it's a trump card. You can't say anything about what I just did. You can't say that it was right or wrong or question in any way because the Holy Spirit told me to do it. And that's that. Um, I think that that is a misuse of it. Now, I think that it's hard because it's inherently subjective, right? If the Holy Spirit is within us and we're seeking to be led by the Holy Spirit, there is some level of subjectivity to it. It's not something we can test through the scientific method that the Holy Spirit told you to do something or didn't tell you to do something. However, there are certain um, guardrails, if you will, on the, on the edge of the road, right? And those rails would be, for example, as I mentioned on Sunday, if the Holy Spirit is God and it is, or he is, then therefore, um, it would be important that we understand that God is not going to say one thing in his word and another thing by his spirit. So God's going to lead us by his spirit in accordance with his word because he is God. So I think that's that's one really important one. Another one is that God's spirit is going to lead us according to the heart of God. If we know who God is and what God is like, the characteristics that God has, then when the spirit leads, we can know that the spirit's going to lead us according to the characteristics of God or the attributes of God. Yeah, no, and I, I think one of the key words that you used on Sunday that kind of, for me, sheds light on this is just the idea of a conversation. You know, when we're in conversation, you know, as Paul would have said, pray without ceasing, that idea of we're always in conversation with the Lord, then he's going to speak to us. And that may or may not be subjective in the sense to others, but to you, you know, in your heart, as you're speaking with the Lord and you know that you're talking to him, that when he speaks, you you can say the spirit is leading me. And and I think that's important for people to to get to that place, I think, where, where they're having that conversation with God. They're spending time in prayer. They're spending time in the Word. Because a lot of the times, people will make decisions, say, the Spirit is leading me, but it's clear in Scripture that they're going against the Word of God. So, obviously, as you said, the Spirit does not contradict Himself. And, and so, a lot is spending time in the Word, letting God speak to you. And so much just to spend, you know, God just speaks to us through His Word, and those, you know, and not not the kind of you know Bible roulette kind of thing, you know, like flip the Bible open and it's the, you know, you put your finger on the verse and like, oh my gosh, you know, the Lord's telling me to go off to you know wherever or whatever to do whatever, you know, and so, but to spend regular the conversation when you have a conversation with somebody, you learn about them. You're listening in a conversation, which means you're listening to God speak. You're speaking to the Lord. You're having a conversation, and through that process, you're learning. You're learning about what the Lord wants you to to, to do. And for me, I think a lot also is it is it gospel centered. You know, is is this gospel ministry? Is this is this you know taking forth you know or or, or advancing the good news, the gospel message of Jesus? I think for me, as far as you know, in my missionary endeavors and in life. I've always tried to default to that. If I'm not sure if if what if this is what the Lord is, is this the door the Lord's opening? Is it? I don't know. I'm, sometimes that's not clear. You know, sometimes we're not sure. But I think you can't go wrong if it's gospel ministry. Like if God is going to be glorified through this by His name being preached or you're sharing, like you know, should I go share the gospel with that guy on the train? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know. <laughs> 
Well, you know, my, it's like if you don't know, the default would be, yeah, go share the gospel or, or whatever it might be. Should I stand up for this thing, you know, you know, whatever it might be, you know, yeah, if it's gospel orientated, gospel focused, yeah, stand up for it. If you're not sure, some of these things are just kind of common sense. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just kind of been a, a rule of thumb, thumb for me, you know. And some of the, I think some of the other things that have played into this for me is that, you know, some of the, you talked about abuses. I mean, on the mission field, I would meet a lot of missionaries. Well, God's called us to this place, and oh, and we, this and this and that, and they've got all these visions. And a week later, well, God's called us on to another country. And I'm like, well, yeah. didn't God just call you here? And, um, you know, I felt like a lot of the fruit of the Spirit, you know, those, uh, you know, the, uh, those things play into it, you know, like steadfastness, uh, long-suffering, uh, patience, uh, you know, these kind of things that bearing with one another, you know, even things like faithfulness, uh, being loyal to, to people. These are things that play into being where God's called you to be. And some of those, you know, things get hard. Yeah, sometimes it's you just got to buckle down and, and stick around. And if the God's truly called you to be here, then, then you know, then that's then he's going to lead you through those things. But. Um, you know, there's, I think it's not, a, as you said, it's kind of subjective in a sense. And do people do have kind of that cop out? Like, yeah, well, the, the spirit is leading me to do this. And, and I, many times it's the fruit, you know, of, of that lead. You know, is God truly leading you? Then the fruit of it will be there, of course. But, you know, it is one of, yeah, it is a bit uh, ambiguous sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, that's, um, that's in a way that is a, it has to be that way. Right. It, if it can't just be formulaic, I mean, that's the whole thing about being led by the spirit. The spirit's like the wind and what's the characteristic of the wind. Well, you can't hold it in your hand, can you? You can't control the wind. You feel it. You can go with it, but you can't control it. So um, the other the other thing I would bring up is that, you know, look at Paul, you know, doing these things. A lot of times when you see Paul being led by the spirit and Peter being led by the spirit, even Philip, you take those four examples that I mentioned just briefly none of those were like things that those people would have necessarily chosen to do on their own, right? Like who wants to leave a thriving ministry and go down to the middle of nowhere where it's hot in the desert and stand next to the road? Like who wants, like Peter didn't want the, anything to do with these Gentiles, right? Uh, Paul, he doesn't want to go get arrested. Like who, who wants to do that? He, he wanted to go to, in chapter 16 of Acts, he wanted to go to Asia and Bithynia. That's what he wanted to do, but the Holy Spirit forbade him from doing those things. And the point being that uh, one of the things I mentioned on Sunday is that walking in the Spirit is not about um, our personal preferences. It's not about our personal um, sense of fulfillment. Now, I do believe that as we follow the Spirit's leading, we will find a sense of fulfillment and gratification that we would not have ever come to on our own. Um, and, and so it isn't to say that, oh man, it's going to be hard, but put on your seatbelt and this is what we do. No, it's, it's more like, no, no, God has something better for you if you will walk with him than what you could have ever come up with on your own. But, you know, it should always be, I think, a red flag to people if it just so happens that what the Spirit is leading you to do, supposedly, is exactly what you would have done if you would have made the decision too. Now, in some cases, that might be the case. Um, but in some cases, you know, um, yeah, are you just doing that so that you can basically nobody can argue with you, you about what you did? So, 
Yeah, no. No, it, yeah, it's it's one of those things. And I think it just comes back to the idea of, of, of conversation, you know, having a conversation which leads, you know, which comes from a relationship, a relationship to your father. As it says, those who walk in the spirit are sons of God. And that comes from, you know, and, you know, my son is going to have a conversation with me about what he is wanting to do with his life. And I'm going to speak into his life about what he's going to do. And I'm going to give him advice and, you know, show he's going to ask questions and those, you know, and through that process, you know, he's going to come to a conclusion. It's the same same way as as we just have that conversation with God. And some of the, yeah, some of the things he's going to lead you into are going to be difficult. Um, but as you said, the fulfillment at the end is, you know, way more. And I can attest to that being on the mission field uh, and being doing the things that God has called me to do over the years. You know, as you mentioned on Sunday, it's just been the most exciting time, you mm-hmm. know, and I couldn't have thought of any of these things. I mean, I would never have thought all the things that I got to do and be a part of and the people I got to work with. I would have never dreamed up that mm. stuff in my wildest dreams. But God did it. And, you know, and of course, sometimes I was not having a conversation with him, but, you know, he's also grateful and, you know, and kind and, and um, gracious is the word I want. Gracious to to lead us and prompt us in the directions that he wants us to go, you know, even when we are, you know, as long as we're going back to him, you know, in that conversation. Lord, what is it that you want to do? And um, so I think that's the key, I think, for us as we, you know, for you as you go on this week, you know, start that conversation with the Lord. Is there a question? Right now, a decision that you need to make, uh, you know, some big decision. I don't know. Maybe it's a marriage. Maybe it's a job. Maybe it's moving. You know, this whole past year has been a, you know, it's been a year of decision making, big decisions for a lot of people. And uh, start that conversation with the Lord. And uh, God, what is it that you want me to do? God wants to speak to you. I mean, his, his will is not something out there that you have to somehow find. It's like some cosmic joke that you've got to, you know, you, you know, hide and seek that God's trying to do with his will for your life. Uh, you know, he's going to lead you when you start that conversation with him. And so, you know, just let that be something for you to do this week. And, uh, you know, get uh, whitefieldschurch.com. Get there, download the message, share it with somebody who needs to know and, and hear this, you know, maybe having some questions about what they want to do with their lives and some big decisions that you've made and uh, so we look forward to seeing you next week god bless